Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week... We've got Sonic Speedrunner, I guess you could say musician as well, and just overall great guy, Big Mikey. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing really good. I am still kind of living in the, what is what do you call it, like, positive vibes from yesterday's Nintendo Direct. Oh really? I it was really good. We'll be getting to that in a little bit as well uh, off the top. But since you're brand new here, Mikey, we mm-hmm. get to start with interrogations. So we this is where we ask you your favorite video game, video game character, and video game soundtrack. All right. So for the favorite game, these are really hard questions. First off, <laughs> they are the the hardest <laughs> questions you could ask any video gamer uh we we start with that just based on like i don't want to mention games that i speed run or games that i play competitively like like melee and stuff like that um so i'll keep those out of the running and i'll probably go ahead and say shadow of the colossus okay Maybe. also uh, okay. also mirror's edge just games okay. that you go to at any time and just play them all the way through and like always have fun. So I do have to say this. I, I think I, I think I brought this up back when I, I played. So I played Shadow of the Colossus for the first time last year. Oh, was it the remake or the original? Yeah, the remake. The remake. The nice. PS4 remake. Yeah. And you know, I will say this. It is a beautiful game. Beautiful mm-hmm. game. Like, it's a beautiful game to begin with, but the PS4 remaster did it. Like, it, it's a beautiful game to look at. Really cool world and landscape. I really hate the controls. Really? I really hate the <laughs> controls. It, you know, it, it deterred me so much. And then the game also crashed, and I just stopped. Aww. I never finished it. Um, so I played it originally on the PS2. It's actually the reason I got a PS2 is because I saw one of my friends playing it. And I'm like, man, I want to play this game. So I just got a PS2 exclusively for playing Shadow of the Colossus. Um, and at that point, I had already played a little bit on his console. So I, I guess I was used to the controls. I'd I never had too too much, but I could totally understand people having some like real frustrations with it. I, I, just, I just, a lot of things I just did not with how he controlled, with how the main protagonist controlled. I, I really didn't like it. I feel like that's a pretty uh, common thing for games that I like. Is like they have bad controls, <laughs> and, and I'm just able to circumvent that somehow <laughs> or like be able to put up with it. You know what? That's fair. And I'm sure that we'll talk more fair. about games that I like with bad controls soon enough. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, what about favorite game character? Mm, uh, okay. Well, uh, let's get right into games with bad controls. I'm going to say big, the cat. <laughs> Yo, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Big, the cat. <laughs> He's just hilarious. He's just like, I feel like Great I, uh, I kind of relate to him in, in some sort of way where all he wants to do is just kind of fish and hang and out frog and 
everybody has their own kind of fishing. You know what I mean? For for me, it's just like hanging out, streaming, playing games and stuff. But for Big, it's fishing. Yes. And that's just the goal. Yes. And, and of course, on the inside is Duke Nukem. Yes. Everyone has a little <laughs> bit of Duke Nukem inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that the voice of Duke Nukem is Big the Cat as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's hard to tell. You like really have to know both of the characters. I can barely even hear it, but yeah, it's true. Uh, somebody, I I don't know if he's like on um, what's you call it? Uh, cameo. If he's on cameo, oh, I would cameo. like him. To, is, I would is like John him. Saint John on cameo. I don't know if he is, but if he is, I would like him to read some Duke Nukem lines as Big the Cat. I would love John Saint John as Big the Cat. Um saying something for like <laughs> my notifications on stream like a follow <laughs> alert or like a donation alert or something like that oh my god that'd be amazing that would be hilarious and favorite game soundtrack ah uh, shoot uh <laughs> so i've been listening to video game uh i've actually been listening to video game covers since i was like 14 or 15 when I first started playing the guitar, I listened to more video game soundtracks than I did commercial music or like contemporary music, I guess you could say. Mm. So I have listened to many, 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 many <laughs> video game soundtracks. Um, and just recently on Twitter, there was this thing going around that you would just quote retweet and tag people and they tagged me with my top five. Do you want me to do you want me to list my top five or just um keep it down to one or two keep it down to one or two because we do have a top five coming up in the bonus level mm, that is true. talking about cover songs cover songs in general okay so for video game soundtracks i think the ones that i've gone back to most often and just listened to the most often is probably jet set radio future Ooh. and i'm gonna say vvv vvv Oh, okay. I I, I know yeah. the game. I'm like, oh yeah, all the V's. I think it's just called <laughs> the v. game. The game with all the V's in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just called V. Like, if you ask me, oh yeah, what, what the developers? Oh, oh yeah, like, it's just called V. But you know, we have all the V's in there. I have not even played the game fully to completion, but I have listened to the soundtrack more times than I can count. It's just so so Damn. amazing. So I got, I got, I, I mean, I got to listen to both the Jet Set Radio game soundtrack and I got, I definitely got to take a listen to V because I'm like, huh, that sounds uh interesting now. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jet Set Radio Future soundtrack opens up with a song called The Concept of Love. And Ooh. it is like the perfect opening to just like let you know exactly what this soundtrack is all about. And you're like, oh man, like this is it. Like, <laughs> You know, at uh, at the be at the beginning of Sonic Adventure One, where he like hops up on the building, he's like, "This is happening! This is happening! Like, this is happening! This is it. that's exactly what you'll feel like listening to the first song on that soundtrack." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, on the topic of Jet Set Radio, real quick, are you excited for that uh, successor game that uh, has been shown off? Which, I saw it? that. Isn't it by the same people that did, uh, or is it is it the same team? I, I think it's a different team, but it's heavily inspired by. Jet Set Radio. It's by those people that made the volleyball fighting game. Do you remember <sighs> Lethal League? Have you played Lethal League? I don't think I remember Lethal League. It's awesome. So essentially, it's a fighting game, and your moves, you don't hit each other. You hit a ball that goes back and forth, 
and it gets faster and faster, and you get to use like special moves on the ball oh, to wait. make it go. Okay, wait, I do. It's like and it's like um, it's it looks 2D. like a two D fighter. Yeah, yep, yeah okay, yep. no, I do know Lethal League. Yeah, it's it's so fun. I do it's know so it. Fun. It's got the guy with the very round head mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like thin body. <laughs> He's wearing like a little top hat on it. He looks he looks like a lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, I do know what you're talking about. I forgot yeah, it's about those that guys. game. It's oh, those guys. Okay. It's okay. So yeah, I'm it's... I'm already like looking forward to it just because I know that they have made really good stuff in the past. I think we're just gonna jump into our headline of the week. Yeah. Is the Nintendo Direct? It was held February 9th, which uh day of recording this was yesterday. Uh, but it was last Wednesday when you're actually listening to this podcast on all the various platforms that you could be listening to this. Uh, we're just going to ha- jump right into this and t- uh, start at the very top with a Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes shown off right at the beginning. Uh, I, I, it, you knew it was Fire Emblem the second you saw all the little flying Pegasus. Mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Garrick, it's Garrick Bach Monastery. And then Warriors title comes up, and I'm like, oh, they're doing another one. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and from the looks of it, it's just Fire Emblem Three Houses, but in Warriors form. Hmm. Like story-wise? Most likely. I feel like there's probably going to be some changes to it. Uh, like, it's not going to be directly that. There's probably going to be like, oh, it's an alternate timeline if this happened instead. It never yeah. Did. did they do time travel stuff and weird wonky story things in the first Fire Emblem Warriors? They did, like actually. A... They had okay. two original protagonists, uh, a brother and sister, and then uh, basically dimension time traveling because that's where all the other heroes all came from sounds so messy <laughs> it, 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 well i played it i played a little bit of it i think it was i played it on the i, I think i still ha- i have it for the switch it, it's something it's you know it's a warriors <laughs> game but yeah, yeah they, they don't really need very in-depth stories i guess but it's weird when you take something that's so story-based like a fire emblem and yeah. you start bringing in odd concepts like time travel and multiple yeah like multiple it kind of worked for and... the first hyrule warriors because you know it's like oh yeah it's just uh you know all like there's somebody messing with the timelines and all the mm-hmm. dimensions zelda's all about its weird timelines anyway yeah exactly um, but yeah so... it's just <sighs> don't know how i feel about it we'll definitely see more when it comes out june 24th we get got into our first batch of headlines we got another trailer for command and conquer one two reboot camp which drops April 8th. Uh, I know that a lot of people are excited for that. I still haven't played an Advanced Wars game, so I might pick it up. Yeah, uh, me too. Because it's boat. basically uh, uh, Fire Emblem. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we then, out of nowhere, and I don't know why it's coming to the Switch, <laughs> No Man's Sky is coming to the Switch. It's so funny. So I had a group of friends over. We were all watching the Direct together, and the before the trailer started they always have those little cutaway screens where they kind of tease what it's gonna be and it was like space and something and like aliens and i was like oh look no man's sky on the switch and then two seconds later i'm like oh it actually is (laughs) what the heck yeah yeah, i'm like they can run no man's sky on the switch interesting i'm surprised it's not a cloud version I, I am very surprised too. It's, it's it's just like yeah, no, it's gonna run. 
I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see all the pixels. How's the app capped at 30 FPS? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but then we got, we got our first big uh, reveal of the Direct. Mario Strikers Battle League. The Strikers oh, yeah. game series is back in full force. So Was I... not expecting it. No, not at all. Holy shit. I'm excited. I played both <laughs> the original two Strikers, the one on the GameCube, and the one on the Wii. Mm-hmm. And they are fantastic games if you have never played them before. Uh, this one very, looks very to be difficult to be single players, I must add. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is going to have up to eight players locally, mind you. You could do eight players locally, eight players online. That's That's the most exciting thing about it, honestly. Oh my gosh. I can just imagine... I can't. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I'm excited. It's definitely uh, one of the highlights. Uh, from there, we got some more Splatoon three news. They teased the uh, salmon salmon run next wave, uh, which was introduced back in Splatoon two, which was their PVE mode, where you end up basically a four player co op. Uh, you're defeating salmonoids, collecting their eggs, and getting them into the basket. So they showed off the new. Salmon Run thing, new bosses, and Salmonzilla. Salmonzilla. <laughs> yeah. G- giant Salmon um, Kaiju. So um, the only thing that I have a takeaway from this with is uh, I don't know anything about Salmon Run. I put a lot of hours into Splatoon 1 on the Wii U, though. Okay. In 2017 or 2018. Um, I just never... I didn't have a Switch until, like, last year, so it was kind of late for me to get into Splatoon 2. Gotcha. So I'm probably going to get back into it with Splatoon 3. But that being said, I haven't played Salmon Run at all. Um, I mean, it looks pretty fun. It's basically what I get from it, zombies, mm-hmm. like Black Ops, just, you know, you're a squid kid. I was hanging out fish. in uh, Talon, Talon stream. He uh, yeah. speedruns Sonic Adventure 2, was previous world record holder for 180 emblems. He apparently was really big into salmon run last time and he was really excited watching this trailer because now you can throw the egg <laughs> yes that's like the yes thing you... you can now throw the egg yeah that was also shown off he i didn't realize like how big of a deal thing. that was yeah he said that's like the biggest deal of the whole thing nice okay it's exciting to see uh we then got into a next batch of headlines and front mission first is getting a remake where you it's you control some giant mech robots. It's like, uh, from what I gathered, a bit like XCOM, sort of. Uh, it's a tactical RPG. Uh, that's getting a remake coming out in summer. And also, uh, Front Mission 2 is also going to be getting a remake later this year. I've never played the games. Never even heard of the games before until now. Yep, me neither. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're a fan of tactical RPGs, uh, they're probably going to be great for you. And if you've played the originals, let us know in on on so on the socials to tell me what these games when these came out. I even I could have done my research to figure out when they came out, but I didn't. But uh, <laughs> looks cool, and I'm happy if you're a fan. Uh, then we got probably the one of the weirder ones, uh, Disney Speedstorm. Those graphics looked good <laughs> yeah it's by uh oh it's a, the team who's doing it is actually a team that made uh another racing franchise that uh it's escaping my mind and oh, i really? legit watched the direct t- twice more today before recording this uh and uh i can't remember i it was 
But it's like one of the... I can't remember exactly, but it looks good. It looks decent. I think it's supposed to be free to play as well. Oh, from really? what I gathered, uh, it comes out in the summer, and uh, we'll just see. It's something to compete with Chocobo GP. <laughs> Got to get on that Chocobo market. Yo, exactly. Uh, they actually uh, uh, on Chocobo GP real quick. They announced that Squall is going to be a playable character. Whoa. So you can now play a Squall in the Chocobo racing game. Squall sounds like the sound that a Chocobo would make if uh, it was translated <laughs> to text. It does. Uh, Squall Leon Heart or Leon, if you've played Kingdom Hearts, uh, will be a playable character. Uh, then we got uh, some more ports announced. First, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, the Wii port, is coming to the Switch. Can I just say that is the weirdest thing in the whole direct? <laughs> I don't know what you think about that. I'm honestly kind of excited. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I grew up with the Wii port of Morse Unleashed. Because I, back when it came out, I didn't have the 360 or the PlayStation. I played the Wii version. And I, had I, really, a Wii. I really like swinging my Wii remote trying to kill the enemies. So I only played the DS version. <laughs> <laughs> there was a DS version of Morse Unleashed? Mm-hmm. It what? was fun. It was fun when I was 12. I, I don't know what it's like anymore, but... Oh my god. That's kind of nutty. <laughs> uh, but that comes out April 20th. Uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance is coming out later this year, if you like Gundams. Uh, and then probably another uh, a big one for RPG fans, Chrono Cross is getting remastered. The Radical Dreamers Edition. That comes April 7th. Uh... I still have yet to play Chrono Trigger, so probably won't play Chrono Cross, but <laughs> I know a lot of people that are excited for that. Probably not the best idea to play the sequel first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's also releasing like a text game that's kind of like a prequel to it as well as part of it, so it- it's cool. And if you like Chrono Cross and the Chrono games, good on you. It's going to be a great um... time for you. Do they already have a Chrono Trigger remake on the Switch? No, I think that they that's going to be probably come in the works soon, probably. Or they'll what? put it on the because it was for the SNES. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. SNES. I feel like it'll come to the SNES Virtual Console Switch. That's so weird <laughs> that they would announce the sequel first, yeah, and then maybe drop the the original another time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then we got into our second big one. Uh, probably the last time we'll see a, a thing for the game before it launches. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It's n- next new trailer. Mm-hmm. Showing off the brand new mouthful mode. Kirby. <laughs> showing off Kirby. Showing, <laughs> showing off Kirby, which is literally the best thing that came out of the Direct. Not going to lie. Funniest. Yep. It's the meme of the century. Kirby is a car. He, he's just sucking on cars, sucking on vending machines, <laughs> sucking on the VLC media player icon because he can turn into a cone. It's... Everybody hide your cars, hide your cones. Kirby's <laughs> running around sucking <laughs> up everything. Uh, but I, I think it's great. It's hilarious. And I am very excited to play as Kirby. Um, and also you can upgrade your copy abilities. Uh, the more Waddle Dees you rescue, you can uh, upgrade stuff in Waddle D Town. And upgrade your copy abilities and do a lot of more things in kind of like, uh, I guess, a hub world of sorts. Yeah, it, it really re- reminded me of um, 
the homestead in Assassin's Creed 3. Mm, yeah. You can like upgrade certain aspects of it and you can also upgrade yourself with certain parts of the town. Yeah, you can, man. And I forgot Breath about Breath of the Wild had something like that too, but I I think Breath of the Wild has something like that, but I didn't get um, Breath of the Wild more part. or less kind of just had like if you went to a stable there was a couple of things, but it really didn't have like a whole whole lot like that. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, exciting. I'm very excited for it. I'm definitely going to try to pick it up, if not at launch, close to launch. Uh, then we got into more headlines. And Shohei Otani, the MLB player who can both hit and pitch, presented uh, MLB The Show 22 coming to the Switch. And then a puppet was the announcer for it. And it's it was like the most Brooklyn accent I've ever heard. Old yeah, man think, Brooklyn accent puppet. I think that puppet is iconic in some way. I, I think I, that's like an actual I think character. so too, but for a, for a gamer like myself who barely for, knows For pretty sports, much everybody who watched the Direct, yeah. I feel like they kind of missed that part. Unless you're super into MLB, I guess. And then Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, a remaster of the first two games of Klonoa. That got announced and it's coming out July 8th for the Switch. Yeah, that looked kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they're also uh, a PlayStation game originally. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's very interesting then that Nintendo is able to do that. I mean, we have Crash and Spyro on the Switch now, so, I mean, makes sense. Uh, and then Portal. Portal 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch sometime another, this year. Another out-of-left-field pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, you'll have, Portal 2 will have online multiplayer and local co-op multiplayer, so you can do that together on the Switch, which makes sense. Yeah, that's like, Portal 2 is all about multiplayer. But you know what? Um, I kind of was making fun of the Direct at this point when my friends were over. I was like, really? Like, Portal 1 and 2 on the Switch? Like, everybody in here, raise your hand if you have not played Portal 1 and 2. And like, one or two people actually did raise their hand, and I'm like, well... All right, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, but then we probably got uh, the next, the, the biggest thing at the... Uh, the oh, uh, yeah. The next biggest thing at uh, Nintendo Switch Sports from the developers of Wii Sports is the next installment yes. in the series. The fourth Wii Sports game, but we don't talk about Wii Sports Club because Wii Sports Club is trash. Hurts my soul. It does. Uh, but Nintendo Switch Sports comes out April 29th, includes three returning sports... Uh, tennis, bowling, and uh, sword fighting, uh, now called Champara. Uh, and three new sports, soccer, badminton, and volleyball. Uh, all using motion controls, um, like the Wii Sports did with the Joy-Cons. It looks great. Uh, there's an update in the summer plan, because if you get the physical copy of the game, it comes with the leg strap attachment that you can get in Ring Fit, because in soccer... There will be a mode where you use it for a mini game within soccer that involves actually kicking the ball with your foot. Uh, the update <laughs> for summer with that is to actually play soccer with the strap fully, full, full on the full game and not just the, the one mini game. So many people are going to kick their couches by accident. It's yes. Be uh, also, this is a good time to remind you that your Joy Cons do have wrist straps and you should probably get them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also there will be them. another update in the fall adding golf oh yeah um that was one thing 
that my roommate had mentioned. He was like, man, no golf. That's like the thing that Wii Sports is all about. And I'm like, yeah, Wii Sports is like pretty much about tennis, bowling and golf. Yeah. So uh, golf is uh, going to be added in the fall, which means it's probably going to be pretty big. It's why they probably not to get at launch. It's because they're like probably like putting a lot of work into the course and probably going to do a full 18 holes for us. 100 holes 100 hole challenge 100 holes <laughs> uh and they will have online play to play against people all around the world so yeah this is great i'm excited for this this is awesome you yeah. have the you have literally the best mini game from Wii sports resort which is sword fighting with sword fighting and then you have uh the classic three returning with tennis bowling and golf eventually and then mm-hmm. three new ones. Badminton, I think, is great to add because it's like tennis. Uh, soccer looks cool. I don't, uh, volleyball, I'm not fully sold on, honestly. Really? That's yeah. the one that I thought looked the most interesting. Uh, I just really like volleyball I like as a sport. I like playing it in the summer. I like watching it. Um, so that was kind of interesting. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Mies. Should we talk about oh, that? Okay, so doing a bit of re-watching it so the new i guess basic avatars that you can have they're de- they're not me's but if mm. you paid close attention to when uh our two nintendo presenters were playing the game they had their me's they were oh, using they were their me's they oh. were using their me's so i think it's just they don't want to they didn't want to show off that that because like there isn't much me creation in the switch as there was mm-hmm. for like the wii and the wii u like they're there, they're in the switch, but it's more for just your profile icon, more or less. Yeah, they're like slowly phasing it out. Yeah, but I think that this game will have you be you able to use it in a sense if you have a me created uh, as your like profile icon or profile in your profile, you can use that most likely. I think that's going to be like the me integration. Otherwise, and as for like customization, if you do, do you just want to use one of their generic ones. We don't really know much details on that yet. We may get another like small like eight minute presentation down the line before it comes out, possibly. Yeah, when I when I bowl in Wii Sports, I need my me to look like a cheeseburger. Have you seen that me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need the cheeseburger me. That's like my that's my main for bowling. Yeah, I got a perfect game in bowling one time. Yo, night, let's go. It is. Let's uh, go. It, it's one of, if not the hardest thing I've ever done in video gaming history, in, in like me playing games. <laughs> I, I've cried. I cried. <laughs> Let's go. Then we got more headlines, our last batch of headlines. Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival coming out this year for the Switch. It's going to feature 76 songs for free. And if you buy the song expansion pass or the song subscription service, you get 500 more songs. So. Uh, still no word on if they'll ever release the Taiko no- drum switch accessory in North America without you needing to order it online. Uh, Triangle strategy-, strategy is getting a new demo in March. Uh, or actually, no, it got the new demo out now. Uh, not, the full game comes out soon. I believe it comes out in March. Uh, then Metroid Dread is getting two updates. The first one is out right now. You can now play on a super easy mode called Rookie Mode. And a super duper extremely hard mode called Dread Mode, where if you take one hit, you die. Wow. Wow. I mean, I know some speedrunners have already done no hit runs. Well, now they like can do it again. But now you can do it uh, officially. Yeah. Uh, and in April, they'll be adding a boss rush to the game. That's nice. Very nice. Um, 
in what was probably the biggest debate after that, <laughs> they Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are going to be coming to the SNES and NES virtual consoles on the Switch. And you know what? Legit, I was thinking, are they going to do it? Are they actually going to do it? Drew all three and put them on? And they didn't. Nope. We are still waiting on Mother 3 to have a North American release. Bold of you to assume they would. <laughs> I, I, I was bold. It was bold. Everybody in my chat, because we reacted live to it, was thinking, yo, is Reggie about to come out? Oh my gosh. If they do that, I'll, I'll eat an entire shoe. Okay, you heard out. it here fo- first, folks. When Mother, if Reggie announces Mother 3. Yep. If he's the one to Mikey do it. Big Mikey will eat a shoe. Yes, you get to pick the shoe, too. I'll let you Ooh. pick the shoe right now, Tony. <laughs> uh, Wait, I have three pairs of Heelys at home, so make sure it's not those. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I was going to say we a loafer. To, we have got to any loafers because, uh, you know, it's a good loaf. <laughs> <laughs> a loafer of bread. A loafer of bread. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, then we got our last two announcements. Starting off, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting a new DLC, the Booster Course Pack. Doubling the amount of tracks in the game, they are adding 48 remastered tracks from across the franchise. Uh, starting March 18th, the first eight will come out, and then in six waves, uh, five waves after that, uh, to the end of 2023, they will be releasing uh, the rest of the court, the remaining 40 courses. $24.99 US dollars, or if you have the online exp- Nintendo Switch online expansion pass, you get it for free. Is uh is Mario Kart 8 now going to have more courses than Smash Bros has characters? Uh technically, yes, unless you want to count each of the Koopalings as an individual character, Alf as an individual character from Olimar and um Pokémon and yeah, I think that's if you if you count those and like very unique skins where it's like a completely different name, I think it's uh, Smash Bros. just barely takes the lead. That is something else. <laughs> it is something else. Kind of crazy, though, considering... But it makes sense, considering Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is, like, a, the top Switch-selling game. Yeah. Or one of them. I kind of wish people would just stop buying it so we can get a new one, so they can feel pressured to make a new one. Right now, ah. they're just sitting pretty. They're like, we can keep doing this as Honestly, long as you here's, keep Honestly, here's it. what I'm going to say about this. I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I think this is going to be the prim- the ultimate version of Mario Kart that we're ever going to get. We have double items, which was the, one of the coolest features about Double Dash. We have, we're going to have, what, 96 courses? Yeah. <laughs> Include, oh yeah, and we did get Coconut Mauled. Um, we did get Coconut Mauled in the trailer. Yeah. I do have to bring that up. Um, that is the music that they played. Coconut Mall is also going to be one of the first tracks re uh, brought back with this DLC. Honestly, I think, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Deluxe, which is what I'm going to be calling <laughs> this now, or, or Double Deluxe, if you if per se. I think this is going to be the pinnacle of Mario Kart. And if they do do if they do release anything else after this, it'll just be Mario Kart 8 Supreme Deluxe. For whatever their next console is, super we'll just ultra all... ultimate awesome master version. With yeah, exactly three hundred courses. <laughs> Ex- exactly, they'll just have every course. Honestly, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe could be the game where we see every course in Mario Kart come into a Mario Kart game. All they need to do, I f- and I feel like the only thing that Mario Kart Eight needs to do is maybe add some new characters. 
that is exactly what I was going to mention. I think that they're putting in or they're going to have 96 tracks and still like 20 characters. Roughly, yeah. I feel like they should definitely add some new characters. But again, I don't know if they will. Again, Mario Kart is more about the tracks than the characters. True, true. It is really more about the tracks than the characters. Because all the characters, you basically, you can, you can play Mario Kart with three characters. One for each weight class. Yeah, but is Funky Kong in the game yet? You could make, oh, true. <laughs> Checkmate. Okay, yep. That uh, I have been I have been checkmated. Uh but I'm excited for that. I'll probably just get the twenty four ninety nine. I don't think it's worth it for me to get the Nintendo Switch uh nah, I'm, I don't know if I'm yet. gonna get like even though it comes with the N sixty four on uh, N sixty four online, the Genesis online, Animal Crossings, Happy Home Island, uh and now this as the fourth thing that you get with it. I'll maybe wait until there's like another 10 things added to the expansion pass that that'll then I'll get it. Yeah. If you put Funky Kong on there, I'll get Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass. And then lastly, the show closed out with the new trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Holy shit, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I have no stake in the matter. I have not played either Xenoblades yet. I know that I'm like really missing out. Uh, I just have not done it yet. So this was like, it's cool for me because I know a lot of people are really hype about it and I'm happy for them. But like, I was like, oh, I guess that's it now. <laughs> I guess I guess it's over. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people are excited. I mean, I'm excited for them. Uh, and you know what? I can't wait. I can't wait for probably a year or two to pass by when Chugga Conroy starts his playthrough of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, <laughs> and it becomes even longer than his playthrough of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. How long was that one? 200-something episodes. Hmm. 234, 232, roughly. How long were the episodes each? Like an hour. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of hours. It, it is a lot of hours. Did he finish the game? He 100 percented the game. Okay, cool. I thought you'd be like, nope. He, uh, you got halfway Chugga, through. Chugga Conroy <laughs> will always 100. He 100 every game that he plays or he tries to at least. That's nice. That's good. Like the games that he can't 100 because of like, uh, I think one of them that uh, example is like the Kid Icarus Uprising. Is if you want 100 percent that game, you need all like 100 AR cards that were released. Oh, yeah, that's But, ridiculous. like, some of them, like, were never released in America and whatnot. But he still showed them off because, you know, he has, like, a wide community. And they're like, oh, hey, I know what you're talking about. Here's what I found, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. Also, Chuck Conroy, a day we're recording this, I think he's announcing his new Let's Play today. Oh, really? So that's exciting. I think people are suspecting it's Splatoon 2. But that it was the Nintendo Direct. That was our headline of the week. And now it's time to look back and see what else happened this week that wasn't Nintendo related. Uh, Here is the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. Uh, To start off, uh, games that came out last week. Shifu came out last week. Kingdom, the Kingdom Hearts. The uh, technically those come out uh, tomorrow, day of recording this, but they're out now. If you're listening to this ahead of time. And Lost Ark also dropped the brand new MMORPG that's free to play. 
And a lot of people are praising it. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's been in development for like 11 years. Wow. And it's huge. Like a lot of content, which makes sense for a game being in development for like 11 years. <laughs> the last uh, MMO I played was Club Penguin. Yo, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the world of video game news, Octopath Traveler's prequel, Champions of the Continent, will be coming to North America this year. It is a mobile game that was exclusive in Japan, but now it's coming to North America. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's next expansion is is uh, reportedly going to be turned into a standalone game because of how big it's going to be. Oh, oh, like a straight up its own game. Wow. I, I don't know. I think it'll be a bit like Freedom Cry. I think that was what, uh, from like Assassin's Creed 4 where uh, they made it a standalone title, but it's like not as big as like uh, the main game, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I think that's how it's going to be, but that's cool. If you're a fan of Valhalla, it's definitely exciting to be a fan right now. Uh, we have an update to a story that we covered a bit, a lot of last year. Not the Blizzard one, um, the Bowser one. Looks like Gary Bowser, uh, that lawsuit where Nintendo won and the, the man known as Gary Bowser is being charged $14.5 million for modding switches and doing all that kind of stuff illegally with a French group. Mm. Uh, the U.S. government is saying he should be getting five years in prison on top of the charges. Um, and the, his lawyers are trying to fight that and only get him at 19 months. Is this the story that came out not too long ago where they were talking about Nintendo ninjas like spying on you from outside your window? No. Okay. Uh, this is something completely different. Hmm. I bet they had the ninjas on this guy too, though. uh but yeah uh gary bowser is uh he's gonna get jail time on top of the 14.5 million poor guy Uh, it's just figuring out how long he's gonna get it in some hype news for telltale fans the wolf among us season two got a brand new two-minute trailer uh as well as like a 30-minute presentation hosted by jeff Keeley uh and uh the game developers from telltale uh, to talk about what the game has in store for you. I never played the first Wolf Among Us, but if you're a fan, it looks really good. It looks promising. I was looking at the uh, the overview for or the outline, I guess you could say, and I was reading kind of quickly, and I was like, oh my god, they announced Among Us 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Wolf Among Us 2, uh, <laughs> where you play as Bigby Wolf uh, in the Land of Fairy Tales, a detective. Hmm. But now he's got anger management issues, and he goes to anger management classes. Nice. Um, in Fortnite news, your weekly who got added to the Fortnite roster? Wookies. Are, is Bruno Mars actually in the game? Yeah, Bru- Silk Sonic is in the game, yeah. Wait, do you play as both of them at the same time? I believe you get both of them, like, as two separate ones. So, like, okay. one for Anderson Pock and one for Bruno. It'd be awesome if you could, like tap in tap out or maybe do some sort of like super smash brothers ice climbers type deal <laughs> where you can play as both of them <laughs> god uh but yeah wookies are in the game not chewbacca just wookies so that's the next edition as well as a couple other characters from the book of boba fett um in florida news because where else a florida man wearing news. a sonic mask tried robbing a bank with a hammer when he was confronted by uh, one of the security guards, he ran, didn't drive away, ran away, and has not been apprehended 
He's got the sonic speed. Do you think he you think he ran into the bank and he was like, "Give me all your chaos emeralds." <laughs> give me all your give me all your rings. Give me all your sonic peach rings. I need the G fuel. Oh god. Sir, this is a bank with money. Oh. Put the give money, me all your money. Put the money in the bag. Put the put money in. in the bag. Oh god. Um hey, it's some sad Video game news, Jump Force is no longer available digitally. It has now been pulled from all the online stores, and it was pulled on the 7th. Just like 3D All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah, just like 3D All-Stars. Hideo Kojima, he has a new podcast on Audible. Hideo Kojima's Radioverse. You can listen to it, uh, but you need to understand Japanese. You don't need to, but it would help a lot. It would, it would, it would yes. <laughs> you, you can listen to it and not know what they're talking about. But if you understand the language, hey, that's a win for you. That's a W. And lastly, uh, in some EA news, EA will not be selling the new Sims 4 expansion, uh, which is a wedding expansion, in Russia because of Russia's homophobic laws. Hmm. Because Russia is still anti-gay marriage. They got to get with the times. They do, but then again, uh, Russia could launch an invasion on Ukraine anytime they want to, according to reports. So... So I'm not going to try to anger them. Yeah, let's just... uh... (laughs) Next! (laughs) Next! Uh, In the world of TCG! (laughs) In the world of Pokemon, Brilliant Stars! That's the next set that releases on February 25th. After that, Astral Radiance uh, will be coming out on May 27th. And Pokemon Go will also be having a TCG set release sometime in the summer. What does that mean? Uh, Pokemon Go is just getting like uh, it's it's like a, the next TCG pack after Astral Radius will be Pokemon Go, uh, like oh. little booster packs. Oh, so, so it's like stuff from Pokemon Go. Yeah, uh, uh, I believe prof- the professor from there is going to be like a trainer card, and then like oh. the art. Uh, I think so. I, I I don't know what the art will look like. I might have some special art that's Pokemon Go related. Um, so yeah, my um. Cool. My like entire family back home is still playing Pokemon Go all the time. Damn. So maybe I'll get them a couple booster packs so they can see all the stuff that they see in the game on some cards. I feel like that'd be a, a neat little that'd gift. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be a nice gift. Uh, yeah, sometime in the summer. We don't have a, a definitive release for that yet, but we once we know, we will update everybody on that. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! Hey, in Master Duel, I forgot to write this down, but Master Duel next week... Or I guess, uh, if you're listening to this, this upcoming week on the 17th to the 23rd, their first event duels will be held. Um, the rules are the deck you can use can only have Xyz monsters in the extra deck. Uh, you can only use Xyz monsters to, uh, as your extra deck summons. Um, and that'll happen from the 17th to the 23rd, so look out for that. I know I'll be playing through that once that happens, because I've been addicted to Master Duel, and it's all I play on stream now. <laughs> It's great times. It's free to play. Uh, and now's a great time to play as well because they passed like a million pl- or 10 million downloads and they are giving away like a thousand free gems if you log in. So legit, now's a great time to get into the game. And they are not paying me to say this. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I, I wish they were. Konami, please. Please, Konami. If you're listening to this, please contact me. Uh, my business email is on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, in, uh, in, in the world of just regular Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG, the Battle of Chaos sets are out now. 
Tactical Masters comes out June 8th, and the Elemental Hero accessories drop on August 5th. Uh, and you can pre-order those now as well. And in Magic the Gathering, the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty expansion is out now in Magic the Gathering Arena. It will be out physically on February 18th. And there is no new news in the world of board games for this week. Wasn't there supposed to be a Sonic board game at some point? Uh, I last don't year? actually know. Um, for all the the research that I've done for board game news, I have, uh, which is like two seasons down, maybe three. I have not yet heard anything about a Sonic board game. I thought last season you were talking about like a card game or a board game where you get to make like areas, like game areas with the cards, and then you can try to go through them. Oh, here it is. It was called Sonic Battle Racers. Ooh. Wait, no, that was that was from 2018. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I give up. Okay. Next, <laughs> Next uh, decide to look at what's coming out uh, for the week ahead. Here are the games that should be on your radar from February 14th to 18th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. On the Monday, Infernax comes out on everything except the PS5. On Tuesday, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires comes out on everything to prepare you for Fire Emblem Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) On Thursday, the Assassin's Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection comes to the Switch. King of Fighters 15 comes to the PS5, PS4, Series X, and PC. Total War Warhammer 3 comes to the PC. And on Friday, the big game of the week, Horizon Forbidden West comes to the PS5 and the PS4. And that's everything coming out this week. All right. I actually don't know anything about Horizon. (laughs) Really? Okay. I mean, I've played through a little bit of the first one, and I haven't touched it. I'm like, I maybe I got I just got out of the first area, and I have not touched it since. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know a lot of people are excited for the game. Uh, You're going to America to fight more dinosaurs that are robots. Whoa, dinosaur robots! That actually sounds robots. (laughs) Sounds kind of hype. Yeah, it's a good time, and it looks it's looking promising, and I can't wait to see what people say about it. Uh, and that is everything that hap- That's everything coming out that should be on your radar. It's now time for us to jump into our main topics of the day. Here's what we are discussing this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. To kick it off, we're going to be talking about a cover album that's actually coming out saturday yeah so uh i know tomorrow the oh, 11th tomorrow tomorrow it yeah. comes out tomorrow day of recording this which means it's out now if you're listening to this right yep, now. if you, you are listening listen it is it. out at the moment on every streaming platform it's called um it's called live and learn it's by game grooves it's like a kind of like a small independent video game music covering label i would say hosted or organized by my friend alan He's the guy all behind Game Grooves. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and it's uh it's featuring Big Mikey. He's on the this so uh, starting off um since it's your friend who started this uh you probably can answer some of these questions. How did this project come into fruition? Uh like the whole album in general? Yeah. Well, um the 11th, February 11th, 2022 is the 20th anniversary of Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. I think in North America specifically. Yes. Yeah. So it's Sonic Adventure 2 is uh, Alan's favorite video game soundtrack of all time. And 
he decided that it'd be a really cool idea to organize an album in uh, just out of the love of the game and being really excited for its 20th anniversary. It's a good way to celebrate it because the music is definitely one of the most iconic things out of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so how did uh, the selection process for like getting all these people on the album go? Well, the um, the VGM covering community is pretty tight knit. Like it's a lot of people who are very close with each other and everyone knows everyone's favorite games and soundtracks and their genres. And when Alan is going to try to organize an album, he just uh, messages the people that he knows that really like either the genre that they're doing or the uh, if there is no genre, the specific soundtrack that they're doing. Like one of the albums very recently was Ska Rio Kart. So it's Ska Punk covers of Mario Kart songs. Okay, that sounds dope. Yeah, so we hit up a bunch of people in the VGM scene that love doing Ska or love Mario Kart. And for this one, he found people that just love SA2 because there is no real genre of the album. It's very uh, all over the place in a good way. Like there's. You got the Knuckles raps, the Rouge. Yeah, because the the SA2 soundtrack is very all over the place, too. So it wouldn't make sense to try to make an album all the same genre. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And how many, aside from one particular person, how many of the other people that were on this album did you know personally? Uh, Honestly, most of them. (laughs) (laughs) Probably anywhere between like 10 and 20 of the people that are on there. And I think there's only like 25 or 30 people on the album uh, in its entirety. Damn. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of homies in the in the VGM scene. That's actually where I am mostly from. Besides doing uh, speedruns and Twitch content, I had been making video game covers on YouTube for like eight years, and I have almost a thousand subscribers on that channel. So I, I have two channels: one for music and one for like content highlights and Twitch vods and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, I guess uh, one of the Bigger names that like a lot of people who aren't in the uh, cover scene, but are in the Sonic scene know, is Mister Emerald, friend of the oh, podcast yeah. as well. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so how did how did it go? Did uh, were you the one to try to convince Emerald to get on the on the, the track? How did that go? How did you get Emerald on here? Uh, it's actually the one of the craziest stories, like craziest coincidences of my entire life in making okay, music. Okay, I got it. Let's hear it. So me and Emerald had already made a song together before this. Um, We did a cover of Follow Me, the theme of Team Rose, and we put it together kind of quickly. So it's like I I really like it. A lot of people really like it, but there's definitely stuff that I would like to if I could go back and change some things about it, I probably would in terms of like my mixing because I hadn't really done vocals a whole lot before then. Right. But that's just the context. So me and Emerald had worked on a song before and uh Alan hit me up in July of 2021 and he's like, Hey, I'm doing this Sonic thing you want in. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Send me the Google doc with all of the songs on the album and I'll pick one. So I opened up the doc and I saw it doesn't matter. And it hasn't been taken yet. I'm like, that's the one I'm taking. Um, I'm doing this song. I'd fucking love this song. (laughs) And I'll, I'll find a bunch of people will do a nice big arrangement of it. And he's like, sick, I'll pencil you down for it. Um, So I get to working on arranging the cover, recording my guitars, programming all my drums, 
um, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with it. And I decided I wanted to do kind of like a ska punk thing with like trumpets and trombones and a horn section and make it a little faster than the original two. I increased the BGM mm-hmm. by I think five or six. Oh, wow. I pretty much finished recording everything and had everything ready to send off to people. And then Emerald hits me up on Discord. He's like, hey, Mikey, I know we've done a song before. And I was wondering if maybe you want to do a cover of It Doesn't Matter, the SA2 version. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That and I'm is like, the... what good timing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Emerald, my man, I have a proposition for you. <laughs> <laughs> not only yes do i want to do this two it's already done like i can send you the parts tonight (laughs) and three it's going to go on like a big album with a ton of other artists and it's going to be this whole big deal and this song's going to have like seven people on it and he's like oh my god like let's do it absolutely so crazy crazy coincidence my god that is that is that is the that is hilarious i (laughs) (laughs) yeah Wow, it's it's like, well, what is it? It's like just the perfect like anime plot just falling into your <laughs> lap right there. Um, he sent me that message that he wanted to do. It doesn't matter, and I'm like, no fucking way! Like, what? What in the world? <laughs> oh my god, that is that's hilarious. I was like, yeah, here you go. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did the production uh, aspect of it uh, take, of recording everything, getting out the things, having Emerald record your, your lyrics, and putting the final piece together? So I started working on it in July. Uh, the track deadline to send our mixes was October. No, November or December. I think it was late late November. Um, and a week before it, I, I noticed that I had still been using the whistle from the original song. And I was like, yo, Alan, how is that from like a legal standpoint? And he's like, yeah, that's not going to fly. Like you can, if you can get someone to whistle, um, and make it sound like the album or make it sound like the original, even if you get it to sound like exactly the same, as long as you're not using the whistle the from the song itself yeah yeah it's fine legally and i'm like okay who do i know that can whistle and i'm like my dad so <laughs> i i go on i call my dad and i'm like dad i would like to enlist your whistling services <laughs> oh my he's god like, he's like what do you need and i'm like can you just go on mom's phone because it has a better microphone and go on facebook messenger and just whistle like really loudly. And I sent him the original song. I was like, can you make it sound like this? And he's like, yeah, I think let me just like send one test over and then uh, I'll try to do one better. And he sent one and I'm like, that's all I needed. It's good. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) He sent one test and I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. Like the test was perfect. So, oh my God. Yeah, that secret that's little funny. behind the scenes thing is that that's behind my the dad scenes, whistling. big Mikey's dad is the whistle. <laughs> Yeah, he's the whistle. Yo, you can <laughs> drop that hot fa- hot fact now when you're listening to that cover with your friends. You can be like, yo, like, yo that's the, pro- dad. the producer's dad is the whistle <laughs> on this. Yeah. And they'd be like, I was no like, who way. Do I, who do I know that can whistle like a like a white dad? Because that's like the <laughs> that's like the dad whistle. And I'm like, oh my dad. <laughs> whistle like a white dad. Oh you know, God. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh my god, that is hilarious. Do you, okay, so aside from the Swizzle story now and the coincidental Emerald, do you have any other behind the scenes story to share? If, even if not of this song, of like some of the other tracks that you that are on the album that you do know what kind of went down? Honestly, I think everything went together really, really smoothly. Like everything else was just like I got the parts I needed. Everything sounded great on the first time. I never really had to tell anyone to redo anything. Um, <laughs> the mixing process was tough because I've never worked on something of this scale before. Because this has so many things going on. Like it has four, um, four rhythm guitar tracks, um, four or six uh, brass tracks in like between trombones and trumpets um a guest solo so many layered uh vocal harmonies as well as regular lead harmonies that i had to try to um all balance out in in such a way to make it sound nice so that something's not overpowering um but after three or four test mixes i sent it over to a bunch of friends for um like advice and things that i could be changing around like we just ironed out all the kinks and it just like it just fell into place. And on the final listen of the final mix, I listened to it and I'm like, yeah, th- this is it. Like, this is the one I like. And I sent it to Emerald. And every single time I sent him the new mixes, he's like, bro, I got goosebumps again. <laughs> like, I keep <laughs> listening to it. And I'm like, ah, like we were both like almost in tears because it's so like everything just came together. It was so awesome. Nice. Uh, so the band camp link for it, when you released that last week, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I, I listened to the song and I got, I do got to say it is a phenomenal cover. It, thank you. Thank you so much. So, really, really, really good. I was thoroughly pleased. What are your, aside from your own cover, what are your, some of your other favorite covers that are on the album? Hmm. Let me look through just so I don't miss anything. I really liked the City Escape cover. I really liked uh, the Wild Canyon cover. That's my friend Lorenzo on that one. My friend Gunderslam did the Metal Harbor cover. I really liked that one too. I actually didn't get a chance to listen to the Live and Learn yet, which is crazy because that's like the song. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Joshua Typoli does the the main riff for SA2, which is only like a 30 second song, but he is someone that I've been, that I used to, or I still do look up to him, but he is one of the first video game cover people that I heard like a long, long time ago in like 2014 oh, wow. or 2013. So it's crazy to be on the same album as him. Uh, well, I'm excited. I'm sure that people are also excited. Uh, and we can listen to, we can now listen. The album's out uh, and it's on a- anywhere you can stream it. So Spotify, Apple. Yep. Everywhere. Everywhere. Go listen to it now. It's Live and Learn. Um, it's two discs, from what I understand. The Live side is Hero Story, and the Learn side is Dark Story. Mm-hmm. My next question about you is about just more music. Um, what can we expect for music from you, or uh, in the yeah, music from you in the future for covers? Like, uh, and are we can we expect anything of this scale again, like a SA one or a Heroes cover album? Well. Um, Alan always has ideas he's bouncing around for things and he'll um, message a bunch of people see what the interest is for the album and then like get to working on organizing the whole thing so I would not be surprised to see um, something of this scale in the Sonic realm 
soon enough because I'm assuming that there's going to be some pretty important dates coming up for some of these games. So I think it's definitely a possibility, but I don't have any of the insider knowledge. <laughs> so I, even if I did, I would not be able to. Uh, True. Yeah, there yeah. are, of course, uh, keeping things secret, secret or mm. off the record, at least. <laughs> but I wouldn't even be one of those people, you know. <laughs> uh, but what about just about general covers from you in general? Anything that you want to be doing or anything you have planned for a cover down the line? Right off the bat, there was one thing that I might be working on very soon which would be uh something from heroes because i haven't really done too many sonic heroes covers uh and i love that soundtrack um and i'm trying to do some more heavier stuff so like i really like metal but most of my production ends up sounding very pop punk or just punk in general so i'm trying to maybe take something from heroes and make it a little more edgy i don't know (laughs) frog forest but metal (laughs) (laughs) casino park but it's deathcore (laughs) (laughs) follow me but it's screamo oh my gosh oh my god (laughs) don't don't tempt me (laughs) (laughs) okay is there anything else you want to add about uh music the cover album or any of that I think we pretty much got to all of it. Um, This was like such a cool uh, experience being able to do this. And like Alan has been such a good friend over the past couple of years. We actually hang out at uh, MAGFest, that that convention in Maryland. Yes. Um, The whole VGM cover community like loves MAGFest. So I've gone and hung out with a ton of people from the the VGM community. It's like that's like my home. I, I I went there six years in a row until COVID hit. That was the first time I hadn't gone to MAGFest in a long time. It's such an awesome place. I can imagine. I've never been to like any like big scale like event like that ever. Oh, you gotta. You gotta. I, I really need to, but it also means I gotta fly most likely. Oh, yeah. uh, the only Are thing you not I a fan have, of flying? I mean, I don't mind flying. I, I don't mind doing it mm-hmm. like uh like there is always that little bit of fear of flying but i'm like you know this is gonna get you to point a to point b and as long as you're flying you're it, nothing's gonna happen like yeah, it's fine yeah. um moving on to our second topic uh we're talking about just your your speed run stuff and your other stuff that you do on twitch yeah sure uh because you are more than just a cover artist you are also a speed runner um so starting off with speed running stuff what got you into speed running and what was your first game that you speed ran well the first speed runs i had ever watched were actually um tofool doing diddy kong racing at gdq and it was the year that he got a world record at gdq oh okay which is awesome like imagine your first thing you ever watched that speed running is just a world record <laughs> at a live event that's crazy very crazy um i think he was also the same one doing um super mario sunshine around that time so sunshine was my second uh game i ever saw being ran and it is probably still my favorite speed run to watch like of all time yeah it's super hard to play though like i have done it in the past i did grind it for a little bit but man it is it is unforgiving <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it's still so cool to see. It, it's almost like watching like super high level melee. If you've ever 
scene that oh it's like, yeah where you just where you see fox and falco becoming goku and vegeta with how mm, fast they move just like wow this, this is some crazy 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 inputs yeah it's kind of um, nutty my first speed game though was ocarina of time oh uh, at, yeah it was right at the end of 2019 or the very beginning of 2020 and i had learned uh it was called any percent at the time but now it's called defeat ganon no srm because srm and ace i think were not really utilized back then especially for the any percent category oh interesting and then i learned a couple like meme categories uh let's go i think meme speedrunning is almost as enjoyable or more enjoyable than regular speedrunning. <laughs> I, I I find meme categories like much more enjoyable because they could be like the fastest they're like even quicker. They're like usually less mm. than ten minutes. Yeah. Like I yeah. love hold the dog percent in Twilight Princess. Yep. So in Ocarina of Time I did dank percent, which is um using a glitch called Ocarina of Items to use any item in your inventory to play the Ocarina, quote unquote. And you hold up that item to your mouth as if you're playing the ocarina. So you use ocarina items to hold a burning Deku stick up to your mouth. So it looks like you're smoking a big old doink. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then the time ends when the stick completely burns out. Thus smoking the entire joint. Yeah. Oh, that is great. And I also learned KFC percent, which is a very, very similar... (laughs) It's a very similar deal. You um, use the infinite sword glitch to um, get a stick on fire and then switch to a chicken. So you pick up the chicken and it's on fire. And that's KFC. (laughs) They're awesome. Oh, that (laughs) is awesome. Oh, that is is so great. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. And at one point I had gotten, uh, I kind of took a break from it after a while. And then I figured if I wanted to come back, I want to do something really funny with it. So I did all three of those categories on my birthday last year, um, all using a Guitar Hero controller to control the game. Oh, that! Uh, how was that? How was the Guitar Hero controller for Ocarina? It was surprisingly consistent. Like, <laughs> I was I was able to like get pretty decent times (laughs) like decent times for my own skill level and for not having played the categories that well or that recently um i was able to like really keep up which normally when you watch a guitar hero controller speedrun you're like yep this is just the game and they're moving around and they like don't look comfortable but like i looked like kind of (laughs) fine nice it was have you done have you done guitar hero controller just any other games aside from guitar hero me and freefall yyz raced team rose with guitar hero controllers oh my god it was it was hilarious it was awesome i actually i did win that race and i won it by um there's a glitch called power flying which is pretty rhythmic inputs and kind of not really very precise uh inputs but i was able to pull off a power fly pretty much for an entire stage using the guitar hero controller and he was like you gotta be kidding me man like oh power flying is when you um belly flop with big correct Mm -hmm. you infinitely belly flop with big throughout an entire stage and i was able to pull it off with the with the guitar hero controller (laughs) my god that's (laughs) and i like 
obviously we couldn't see each other's gameplay. So as I was doing yeah. it, I was like, Joey, you want to guess what I'm doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That's okay. I got to go. I got, uh, that's hilarious. That, that, that is a top 10 gamer moment right there. <laughs> oh my God. So what got you into like uh, hero speed running? Uh, well, going back to Emerald, I actually, I don't even know how I came across his stream, but he was speedrunning Team Rose uh, at the time. And I popped in the chat and I was like, I was like, yo, this movement looks really cool. Is this, is this your main speed game? <laughs> and, he, and he's like, no, as a matter of fact, it is not. Because <laughs> um, he's, he's the SA2 boy. Yeah. But at the moment he was doing heroes and I was like, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, you should definitely check out uh, Freefall YYZ. He's got a tutorial up for Team Rose. Um, so I went and I followed both of them on Twitch and I watched the tutorial and I was like, yeah, this is a cool this is a cool story. Uh, I actually really, the thing that really got me into it was power flying. I saw Emerald and Joey power flying through probably ocean palace at the time. I don't know if they were doing ocean palace bot boost. Um, I think they were just power flying through frog forest and ocean palace. And I was like, this is hilarious. This is the funniest skip. And it actually is really fast. So I'm going to learn this like just to say I could do it. Nice. So I, I, I booted up the game and I did it and I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll run the rest of it. I'll run the whole thing. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> nice. Next question I do have for you regarding uh, Team Rose. Do you prefer LTS or regular Rose? Mm, most of the time when I pick up LTS categories, it is to get super, super familiar with the movement, almost like to a pretty much optimal uh, standpoint. Like I want to optimize the movement as much as possible. And then I'll start doing the tricks. but lately all i've been doing is lts so i would probably say lts is my favorite there i mean i do like power flying and i do like bot boosts but i've just been all about lts lately it's kind of like it's like my baby and where do you stand on the leaderboards for uh, all of your categories um i had the goal of getting top five in all of them i was i'm still top five in rows i got bopped out of top five sonic by joey by freefall yyz not too long ago i'm still top five in dark lts and chaotix is the one i've actually just started running okay um, and at the moment i am i think 11th okay so you're almost there i had been doing it for a couple weeks a couple weeks Nice. And I got a 48 time sub 50 was kind of my goal for feeling competent enough for an all story run. Yes. Which you're uh, actually doing around the end of the month in uh, LTS all stories. Yes. Yeah. That's, I'm super, super excited for that. Um, it's going to be whatever day I pick to be my birthday stream because I don't know if I'll be available on the day of my birthday, but one of those days before or after it in a very close proximity, I'll be doing like a whole 3D Sonic marathon kind of thing with some Sonic Adventure, uh, like Sad X categories, uh, Sonic and the Black Knight, and ending it with a Heroes All Story. Nice. And the All Story LTS, actually. Um, I don't think any other 
all stories on the boards is LTS unless there's a um like a more casual one that isn't very skip intensive. They like are not they're but they're like LTS by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. Um mm-hmm. does all stories also include last story? It does. It does. It does. So I, I would so have to it does to... involve fighting Metal Sonic. Mm-hmm. I have practiced that a little bit. Um it's so that, that's consistent. actually a good question I have for you right now because it's kind of the one thing that's like not really talked about for heroes uh, speedruns a lot is the Metal Sonic. How different is that for a speedrun look compared to casually? It's pretty... I don't know. It's it's not like... There's, there's nothing crazy about it. Like you're not going to see anyone do anything uh, insane or mind-blowing um, besides the second half. So the, the first half of the Metal Sonic fight is... You run around, you level up your characters, and you just like wail on them, essentially. The second half is the supersonic section. And that one, it is, uh, if you are a casual, you will look at this and be like, wow, this is uh, not, is, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> All you do is this thing called a team blast glitch, where if you switch off of flying to either of your other characters and press the B button on the same frame. So essentially I would just be pressing Y and B on the same frame. Um, You put tails in like a glitched state where they don't know if he's like actually the leader or not, or they don't know if he's like actually attacking or not. And he just spams attack for like half of a second or a little bit more. So your meter just goes up insanely fast. So we do that glitch like three or four times in a row and then your meters full and then you team blast. And you do that like six or seven times, and then the fight's over. Oh my god! <laughs> you just like holy shit! Your meter, your your like your team blast meter just like instantly goes all the way up to the top. You team blast, and you do it like five more times. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. And like you do team blast glitches throughout the run. Um, in some areas, like in Robot Carnival and Robot Storm, if there's some. If there's some phases that would be faster to just team blast anyway, you might as well just team blast glitch, get your meter all the way up, and then team blast instead of having to slowly kill all the enemies on the screen. Gotcha. Okay. Especially for Team Dark, because they have the fastest team blast out of any team in the game. Um, It's only like five seconds. Uh, Team Rose, I think, is like seven or eight. Uh, Team Sonic is like... I think also around seven or eight and then team chaotix is like 10 or 12 it's it feels so slow having played the other teams you're like waiting for it to end and you're like like can we hurry this up a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah. i have a speed weather i need you to go faster (laughs) um there's one more thing sonic heroes related i do want to bring up if i'm remembering correctly from when we had joey on uh there will be a sonic heroes relay that you're a part of, if I'm correct. I'm actually not part of it. Okay, you, but... were, you were not part of it. Okay, I, I couldn't remember or not if you were a part of it. Mm-hmm. I had offered to be... Uh, actually, I, you could probably say that I am part of it. I think I am confirmed to be one of the commentators when mm, it okay. does happen. Um, but that is yet to be um, totally organized yet. So they're still making sure everyone's good for the days and we're still... Um, seeing how everyone's feeling about the team compositions, because there was a little bit of discourse with the people in the race on whether or not we should keep these teams or maybe switch them up in some other way so it's not 
um, as lopsided because in USA versus the world, like the world is very, very, very good. <laughs> it, it is comprised of like two or three like world record holders. Yeah. So it, it's very daunting. But they were saying that maybe someone should swap out or be replaced or something like that. Someone was going to volunteer to give up their spot in order to in order for fairness and stuff. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, cool. All right. Moving on to a thing that you did bring up a little bit for your birthday stream. Sonic and the Black Knight. Oh, yeah. And this also goes back to the beginning of the podcast. Talk about <laughs> bad games that control poorly. Uh, yeah. So you speed run this. Yes. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm still fourth place on the boards. I was fourth. There's a new world record, but I think it was by the previous world record holder. So okay. I'm, still, I'm still sitting pretty at number four. What exactly does a Black Knight speedrun look like? <laughs> so for the first third of the game, you don't really have your full move set. So you're kind of just running. Uh, it's a lot of holding up. You're just running forward and trying to get to the end of these levels, um, bypassing most enemies along the way, uh, weaving in between them uh, until you get your soul surge which i'll just call it boost from now on is just like the boost mechanic of this game gotcha and sonic's boost the meter fills up when you kill enemies so it's very strategic and the routing is very important on which enemies you kill in order to have the correct amount of boost to get through certain sections and um when you lock onto an enemy while you're boosting it completely halts all your momentum and you stop in place and you have to start from like a regular walk or a dash again. So Ugh. there's a big rhythmic a uh, aspect to it of knowing where the enemies spawn in and stopping your boost. So you can still run past them and then boost again and then stop your boost because you know, enemies are coming up and then it turns into, and I think the reason I like it a lot is it almost turns into a rhythm game of oh. knowing when to boost, when to stop your boost, when to kill enemies um, and the levels are very, very fluid, and it the movement is very cool. I mean, it's hard to say the movement's cool because you're on rails and you're just holding up. Yeah. But <laughs> um, the animations of killing the enemies in a very, very quick succession and then immediately boosting forwards and then, you know, like canceling and then doing another crazy combo, is it's very satisfying. And some of the levels come together very, very interestingly. That's neat. Are there any other um, cool tech moves or like major, major skips in the run? Well, all the bosses can be killed very, very quickly. There's three um, like Sonic character bosses, which are Shadow, Knuckles, and Blaze. And they can all be done like around or under 10 seconds. Um, it, it's pretty cool. Uh and all the other main bosses, there's two final bosses. And this is the one thing that like is not great about this from a speedrunning standpoint is that halfway through the game, you have to sit through like three minutes of credits and then you get to play the rest of the game. They like <laughs> fake you out. They fake you out with the first credits and then you get to play the second half of the game. Um, That's kind of why I don't stream that game too much is because I don't really know what to do during this three <laughs> minute downtime it's like it's like imagine if you play sky chase act one and two back to back i mean you could make it a challenge where you speed run another game during those three minutes oh my gosh <laughs> what could i do 
Uh, um, Speedrun Minesweeper. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, you know I'm what? sure that um, there's probably like something that's at least like three minutes long that you could find to do. There's a Sonic. There's a Sad X speedrunner. His name is Venom, who does Tales Story. And during both of the sky chases, he pulls up Words on Stream, which is like a Scrabble game where you get a bunch of letters and the whole chat guesses uh, words based on those letters. So that's like a pretty good idea for that's a very good idea. That's definitely something I can bring up uh, next week because uh, next week we are actually having Venom on the podcast. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, it is Venom next week. So look forward to that. I will definitely bring that up (laughs) for next week. Venom is awesome. (laughs) I don't know if you guys are going to talk about this next week, but he is absolutely bonkers on the drums. Yes, he's, just he, he's also drummer. in a he's in a band as well. Like, I, yes, I, yes. I'll, I, there we, we're going to be going in a deep dive with Venom next week. So look forward to that. So exciting! I'll I'll listen to that one for sure. Yeah, uh, and you also uh, back to you. You also aside from speed running, you also do more elaborate streams, uh, planned streams where uh, your viewers spend your money. <laughs> yes, so. Um... And those are still probably the most fun streams I've ever done. I I pretty much just let my chat spam any Amazon link they wanted, and I'll click on all of them, and we'll decide if we're going to buy these things. And originally, the budget was supposed to be $200. Um, so everyone spammed their links. I opened them all up. My Google Chrome, like each tab was like less than a 16th of an inch. It was just like tab after tab after tab. Yeah. God. Uh, and we went through all of them and um, we said yes to things. We said no to things. And then we reached the budget and I'm like, you know what we can do? We can just keep saying yes or no to things and treat it as if we have no budget. And then at the end of this, we'll go through the list and we'll decide if we actually want these things or not. So we did that. We got the cart up to like $700. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let's start. Let's start trimming the fat a little bit. <laughs> so Fair we said no to a bunch of things like some body pillows and some like anime booby mouse pads. You know, <laughs> we don't really need those things. <laughs> the booba. The booba. Um, and then the cart went down to $420. Uh, Yo, 420. And, yep, the sex number. Weed percent. <laughs> my uh my roommate was like, "Yo, I'll gift another like 10 subs if you just keep the cart at this right now." And I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it, like go for it." Um I had just gotten a Twitch paycheck and I love taking those Twitch checks and doing things for the stream with them. So, like I had gotten a new chair because my other chair was awful and now i have a very comfortable chair thanks to all of this support that i've been uh given which is crazy to say but it's like awesome and i'm able to like kind of put it back so um i was like you know what do it i don't care i love all you guys let's let's run it so um he did and then we checked out with 420 dollars with taxes and the shipping and everything because it was going to come in like six or seven separate shipments because they were all from different parts of the world things were from china things were from the u.s um the total was like 490 or like 500 exactly so not bad that's not that's that's there's your 500 there's your clickbait 
it's a solid it's a solid chunk <laughs> and it's a, a solid good, yes. cart too so i had a lot of packages to open so i waited for i waited for all of them to come before opening anything and they were just all sitting in my closet and i'm like mm, i can't wait to open all this it's it's, it's just like christmas <laughs> i'm just you know like as a kid you would like snoop around and try to find your presents and they'd be like yeah. already wrapped and you're like mm, i want to <laughs> open this shit right now <laughs> i was just looking every day in my closet like i want to open this shit but i can't yeah um, i can so, I bet so the day came where i had all the packages ready i put them all on my bed and i started upstream and we just opened them all and i tried on all the clothes i put on the maid outfit uh <laughs> <laughs> i actually uh. got a pair of largemouth bass flip-flops that i still wear all the time oh my god <laughs> i wear i wear them out and i've had multiple people stop me and they're like yo where'd you get those shoes and i'm like bro amazon <laughs> amazon i actually was at a gas pump a couple months ago and a big group of bikers like five or six bikers all like big bearded burly men were at the pump across from me. And one of them looks over and he's like, hey, boy. And I'm like, oh, God, like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> and he's like, where'd you get those shoes there? <laughs> and I was wearing, I didn't even notice. I looked down and I'm wearing the fish flops. And I'm like, oh, these things? <laughs> he's like, my wife would love those. <laughs> I'm like, Hell yeah, dude. So that was a very like funny, wholesome moment. Oh, that's that. awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, do you have a plan for more of those like planned content streams or like just have your Twitch chat spend more money for you? <laughs> I do. Um, a couple things. Um, the one that's most important that I'm prioritizing out of everything, and I kind of like to run my stream as like I'm either doing speedruns and just hanging out and chilling and talking to everybody or I'm doing an event and it's like a party and I love when my stream feels like a party so in party fashion I want to do a bartending stream where either I make drinks that I have created myself that are based on I don't know like gamer things I feel like that might be a little cringy but I don't know I could do like some sort of blue curacao drink for like sonic or something but I would like to have drinks planned and bartend a bunch of very interesting cocktails and either drink them myself or give them to my roommates or like to my friends if they come over and have some sort of like maybe wear a suit. But I had uh, teased the idea of possibly doing uh, I have this like alternate persona, I guess you could say <laughs> his name is his name is Big Mick. So I'm I'm Big Mikey, but my alternate persona is Big Mick, and he wears a cowboy hat, and you can give him like oh. overalls or something. So I oh. might do like a saloon kind of thing, oh. where I have the cowboy hat on, and we listen to like country music. <laughs> 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 either way, it's either going to be a very like like uh, James Bond style, where I'm wearing a suit, or it's going to be like like a saloon, and I have like a holster with like a fake gun or something <laughs> oh that's that's great <laughs> uh, if you do the bartending stream um i don't know if you ever played uh the game um what was it it was fist of the north star lost paradise i have not okay so it's by the developers of the yakuza games so it's basically okay. uh a yakuza game with a fist of the north star cover uh, paint on it 
Okay. Uh, so you play as Kenshiro, and there's a bartending mini game within the game where you make these cocktails that are like based off of like like his sayings. And there's mm-hmm. one called "You're Already Drunk." <laughs> okay. Do you remember what what uh, goes into it? No, I don't think they even talked about what goes into it. Okay, okay, okay. But I bet you, if you look of... online, somebody's probably figured out what's in it. <laughs> there's a lot of really cool drinks from pop culture and from video games that I think would be really cool to make. That's like my other idea. It would either be doing things that I make myself or like have come up with myself or. The other option would be to do things from pop culture that people would recognize. Well, that's definitely exciting, and I'm looking forward to whatever it is that's planned. Anything else that you want to add before we move on to the bonus level? About speedrunning the cover album one more time, or anything else? Uh, yeah, just uh, if you're interested in the cover album, definitely look up Game Grooves. They have a ton of other albums, not just Sonic-related, but a ton of video game um, albums and they're very very cool people all right well with that then it's time for us to start to put a close on the podcast and head on into the bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history here's this week's bonus level and starting it off uh we are starting with the community corner where we go into the tony's game lounge official discord uh where you can ask questions uh to our guests every week uh, and you can go there by joining our Discord by heading to our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Lounge, using exclamation point Discord. You can get the link right there. Even if I'm not online, you can just do that. And you'll join our Discord. We got uh, three questions. Uh, first question today from Actual Trash PhD. He does have a doctorate in trash. What's the best Sonic game? That is a loaded question. <laughs> Very loaded. It is extremely loaded. And uh, my answer to that is obviously Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. Oh, yeah. Gotta be Sonic Boom Fire and Ice for the <laughs> 3DS. <laughs> uh, no, in actuality, for me, I think uh, Sonic um, Generations is probably the, the best nice. one. Yeah, that's, probably that's a, that's a good say. pick. Um. Very, very tough question. I think the one, obviously the one I've put the most time into, um, even casually outside of speedrunning, I've put a ton of time into Heroes. I still have very, very vivid memories of being like, I don't know, like nine or 10 and playing Sonic Heroes and playing like Ocean Palace and Egg Hawk and stuff like that. I have, I don't um, know why. I have this one memory of, I think it was when the first time I beat Team Rose and I was eating a Pop-Tart. And he said, marriage? No way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just remember being in, um, is it Sky Fleet or Egg, Egg, Egg Fleet? Fleet. Egg, Fleet. Egg Fleet. I remember being in that and playing the level and just enjoying a Pop-Tart, like sitting down on the couch as a young child, eating a Pop-Tart in the morning and playing you know, you know, You know what kind of Pop-Tart, though? It was the Wildberry... Okay, okay. I've, I've been a brown the sugar one with cinnamon the purple guy. frosting with the blue line through it. Yeah, yeah. That one. I'm all about brown sugar cinnamon. Also, the marshmallow or the s'mores ones. Uh, the s'mores ones are great. I haven't had a yeah. Pop-Tart in years. You're probably better off for it. <laughs> they're, they're apparently really, really bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question uh, from our... Um, oh, what was his old title? Our official chicken reporter... 
Uh, my brother Mike, which Sonic game do you like that's commonly viewed as bad? Um, uh, Rise of definitely, Lyric? <laughs> definitely, definitely Sonic and the Black Knight. Um, another one that I haven't played since I was a kid, but I remember liking even though no one else did, was uh, Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. Oh, boy. And I did not play with the audio on. Okay, good. <laughs> so good, I good. didn't even know. And then I like saw everyone t- was talking about how it's the worst soundtrack of all time. And I'm like, when I played this as a kid, I did not even have the audio on. <laughs> I played it through an emulator, and it re- it it doesn't help. I had I mean, considered... I I had considered speed running it like as a joke, but I think it would be too much effort because it's still yeah. like two hours. Uh, my real answer is Unleashed, mostly because it gets a lot of flack from the Werehog section. I yeah. don't mind it. I like the Werehog section. I liked it. I, I've only played Unleashed on the Wii. Yeah, I, I like the. I will say this. I like the Xbox 360 version. The Wii version is ass. Do not play the Wii version. <laughs> Wii version I've only is that. Garbo duty Garbo. And lastly, our final question from Skunkworks. Have you ever heard the song Hey Mario by Patent Pedding? Um, no. Not until I looked in the Discord this morning and I saw this question. And I was like, huh. So I looked it up. And uh, it's cool. It's not like the, the genre of music I typically listen to, but is is bumping. Yes, that I looked it up yesterday because I'm like, I don't know what this is. I should probably research. I'm like, oh, that's, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it, it reminds me of those songs that people used to make about Five Nights at Freddy's, like uh, Living Tombstone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever I think of FNAF songs, like it's either Living Tombstone or Nate that comes up for me. Nate? Um, Nate Wants to Battle? Yeah, Nate Wants to Battle. Yeah. Because he's done, what, like three FNAF albums? Mm-hmm. He did the uh, Sonic Orchestra this year. He did. He so, did. So, so good. That was so, so, it's so It was, was so great. I, I did not expect that at all. And I uh, have been listening to like his music and stuff that he's done for a very long time. And I haven't really heard anything from him in a long time. Um, but seeing him, I was like, oh, my gosh. What the heck? I sent it to my mom because my mom really likes... Uh, Nate wants to battle's old Pokemon uh, parodies. You know he did like oh, parodies oh, of yeah. like blurred lines and stuff. Oh god, I remember spinning around that base. <laughs> god. Oh god. Okay, moving on to top five. Top five video game cover songs. All right. So, like I had mentioned earlier, when I was pr- honestly probably from the age of eleven to like sixteen. I had like exclusively only listened to Led Zeppelin and video game cover songs. Wow, that's a combination I never <laughs> thought I would hear. Yeah, because like I started playing the guitar at age 11. So I just learned a bunch of Zeppelin riffs and like a bunch of Zeppelin solos and stuff. And they're just always my go to. Um, I have a very vivid memory of being, I don't know, four or five, like that young. And I was in the car and Led Zeppelin comes up on the radio and my parents, like, we were, like, in our neighborhood, and they stopped the car, and they're, like, they turn around, and they're, like, pay homage to the gods. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, okay. let's have on the radio. They turn around, they're, like, Michael, pray, pay homage. <laughs> it was, okay, it was really wow. funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we're all super big Led Zeppelin fans in my family. In terms of video game covers, um, no particular order on any of this. I'm going to go with... The first one I'm going to say is uh, 
the Hydrosity cover off of Project Chaos, which was a um, it's like a big video game covering uh, Game Chops. I think it was a Game Chops album. Or no, maybe he's an EDM guy. Shoot, I forget. But it was on an album of Sonic 3 and Knuckles covers. Uh, it's called Walk on Water. It's the Hydrosity cover. Okay. Um, it's all real instruments and it's super, super jazzy and funky. Um, another one that I want to talk about is, I don't know if you can call it a cover because it is still by the team. It It's the the big blue arranged version from F-Zero GX. So like they cover their own song. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, that's, you know what? I'll, t- I'll allow it. <laughs> it's so good. It, honestly, if there's one that you should listen to like right now, definitely go listen to the big blue arranged version from F-Zero GX. It's got crazy solos it's got like a synth solo it's got like two guitar solos and some like crazy long drum fills that you could probably call solos everyone's just so impressive on it also the aquatic ambience cover by toxic x eternity i have probably listened to that song more than any other video game cover song at ever (laughs) it's it's probably my favorite of all time i could probably say that my friend Brandon, he goes by 16 and mono. He did a cover of Bloody Tears from Castlevania 2 like a long time ago. And if he ever hears this, he's going to be pissed that I'm talking about it because he's like, no, it's old and it sounds bad and it's stupid and it sucks. And I'm like, no, it's like (laughs) it's godlike. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So definitely that is up there. Um, And my friend Alejandro, AH Music, did uh, Goron City from Ocarina of Time. And uh, he did it like prog metal. And for some of the, uh, I don't know how, it's not like a synth. It's just like part of the instrumentation and part of the melody is the squeaking of a Burger King uh, straw in the cup. You know, like it's like, er, ee, er, ee. <laughs> <laughs> he, he puts that in a metal song and it's it sounds so cool in it. And the video is really funny. It's him and uh, and our friend Mangus. Uh, he plays the bass and this the whole song's just awesome. It's very it has like three or four different like acts. It's like a very progressive uh metal song. It's so cool. That's my nice. top five. Alrighty. Uh for me, real quickly, um my top five would probably consist of uh, either some Nate covers too many to pick from, or some Insane in the Rain covers, honestly. I love Carlos. I mean, it's it's sad that he's stopping the uh, yeah. covers, but man, he had a very very good run. And honestly, like, what more could you ask for? Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. He is actually someone that I know kind of personally from the video game covering community. Um, he also goes to Magfest a lot, and we all hang out in the same hotel room. So I've had a lot of really really cool conversations with him about. Um, like making music on YouTube and like what it's like um, in this circle and just stuff in general. He's That's awesome. Cool. That's really cool. Um, I have a really funny story about him, actually. Go for uh, it. I liked, I'd love to hear it. I don't know. I don't think he'll think that this is embarrassing or anything, but he showed me on his phone that he has, uh, he, he has his days planned out, which honestly, when you're a content creator of that size, like you need, some sort of organization to be able to do things consistently on a week by week basis. Um, Yeah, definitely. He he showed me his calendar and everything in his day was 
like scheduled down to the hour where he's like, this hour I wake up, this hour I eat breakfast, this hour I start working on music, this hour, or I start working on music for three hours. And then after those three hours, I get one hour break to do something. And then I get one hour to like play my switch. And then I get another three hours and then two hours for class or like something. It was crazy. It's so, so organized. I could never do that. Yeah, I, I like I would plan like my day at least to have like an idea of like, okay, as long as I do this today, we're good. <laughs> as long as I get out of bed, I'm golden. As long as I wake up, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to cool. tomorrow. <laughs> on to tomorrow. Um moving on then, it's time for us to jump into this week in gaming history. February 14th to 20th. Here's what happened in the past. On the 14th, 2005, Nintendo released WarioWare Touched for the Nintendo DS in North America. On the 15th, 2011, Capcom released Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Fate of Two Worlds for the PS3 and 360 in North America. On the 16th, 2000, in Tokyo, Japan, Sega releases the DreamEye digital camera for the Dreamcast. What do you do with that? I don't know it's a di- I mean, it's a digital camera so i'm assuming you take photos point it into your dreamcast and it puts them on there or does something with them that's how the nintendo ninjas spy on you <laughs> that's how the nintendo ninjas get you through a <laughs> sega console on the 17th 2003 nintendo released the mario party e for the e-reader in north america i have never heard of that Neither have I until I found this. I'll definitely maybe need to look into that to see what it was. On the 18th, 2009, server for NCSoft's Tabula Rasa are shut down. On the 19th, 1982, Mattel Electronics introduces several of its Intellivision video games modified to play on the Atari VCS game system. And lastly, on the 20th, 2007, Sierra releases the M-A-C-H, or Mock, video game for the PlayStation Portable in North America. Sierra is so legendary. Such a what legendary else have they company. done? What else have they done? They've done all the Leisure Suit Larry. They did all of uh, Space Quest. They're like the, the point-and-click PC gotcha. gods. I, re- I recognize Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry. Okay, well, that's really cool. Our achievement of the week is in Shifu, master of the Phoenix Eye Fist, which is to use each focus attack once. And the game of the week is going to Horizon Forbidden West. And with that, Mikey, thank you for coming on the podcast this week. Thank you so much for having me on. It was super fun. I think we yes, had a great conversation. <laughs> we, we, we really did. Where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Twitch, at big mikey underscore you can find me on twitter at the big mikey underscore um my youtube channel is also big mikey underscore and my music youtube channel is guitar geek 25 i've had that since i was like 15 or 14 wow yeah so if you want to you can take the deep dive down on guitar geek 25 and see what i looked like when i was like 15 making music in my, <laughs> in my parents basement um and you can also see the progression of how I slowly but surely uh, figured out what the fuck I was doing. 
<laughs> both on the guitar and making music in general. Nice. Um, and of course, you can find me over at Radio Tony on Twitter and at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. And speaking of Twitch, uh, I'm going to announce it right now here. Uh, tune into our Twitch because uh, come March, we're actually going to be hosting our very first video game tournament, specifically in Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, because been playing so much of it, been enjoying it. We're going to be hosting a Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel tournament called the Game Lounge Invitational, um, where you could have a chance to win um, from from me, a gift from me, if you win this tournament, $100 uh, for a Steam game in your wish list, or if you don't have Steam, uh, $100 for your Xbox or PlayStation uh, code. Damn. So, I can get so, a lot of DLC for American Truck Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yes also, also another one of my most played games on stream i, I do a lot of trucking every now and then <laughs> wow okay then uh but yeah if you're interested in those you can head over to our twitch and you can find out more and join our discord because that's the way you'll be entered in and uh duel to your you'll duel and somebody will be crowned the king of games through this uh we're still getting things all set up um, but uh, by March, it'll be going, and hope to see you guys there. And Mikey, thank you once again for hopping and joining us today. Today, Absolutely, and thank you once again for letting me on. Not a problem. You're very welcome. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week uh, with a brand new episode right back here in the Game Lounge. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.